0: In March, it was really almost shocking. You know, it was shocking. Everybody was trying to figure out what the new normal would be if we were going to be, you know, in our homes for a year, you know? So I think we all kind of learned what to do little by little. And of course there is that grief and it's that shock. And then you realize that we are all in this together, meaning that we're all experiencing this. So we all have to think what, we have to be innovative. We have to say, how are we gonna take this situation and make it into something even better because, uh, again, we're all living in the present. We're all living in the moment. But even being busy, I, I find that I take more time now to kind of take a breath. I take more time to be a little bit more grateful. And um, I've always been grateful for you know, my family, my friends, and my, my career. But, um, but I think that really juggling has become easier. And I think that my perspective has changed a bit, and maybe what I put uh, in the forefront um, is a little bit different. I don't have to rush everything now. I feel a little bit calmer. So I would say to other people, you almost have to find that silver lining.
1: Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adesio founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Hello, thank you so much for joining me on the Mother Honestly podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Hall, the COO of Mother Honestly, and I'm so excited to have Brett Gailey join me today as the director of special events and owner of Hollywood Pop Gallery. She is a phenomenal event planner and just world-known entrepreneur, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. Brett, hello, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us.
0: It's a pleasure. I'm so glad to be here.
1: Thanks. Could you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, how you got into the industry? What's it like at, for you as the entrepreneur and such as the director of special events?
0: Well, uh, as all the best uh, things that happen in life, to me anyway, happen, they happen by accident. And I didn't know what I was going to go uh, into. And uh, it's a family business. It was started by my mother. And uh, it was quite by accident that she started. She was an artist. She was an artist. And uh, she decided to open up an art gallery, and this was many years ago. And people used to, people asked to rent the art gallery uh, to have their parties in there. So the more we rented the art gallery, the more I said to her, um, you know, when I was like a teenager, and I just said to her, you know what, what we could do this because she's a designer anyway. So she started designing events, and. Um, and then I said, little by little we can grow with this and we can start doing the design aspect of it, the decor aspect of it, we can start making entertainment. And so we got more and more involved and it was something that really spoke to me. Uh, my mom, always an eclectic artist and so to be surrounded by all that creativity was great. And um, I have a daughter and uh, I, now I just find because she's a teenager, I, I find that um, she's starting to help us with our social media for our kids division. We have three different divisions. We have Hollywood pop events. We have Hollywood pop weddings and Hollywood pop kids. Now, she's doing social media. And, uh, and she also sometimes, uh, you know, we have bubble tea stations. There's a big. And so sometimes she's running the bubble tea stations. But really, uh, what happened was, quite by accident, it became a family business. And um, and I just always enjoyed being creative and connecting with others. And I think that that's very important at any stage, but especially nowadays. You know, with COVID and uh, the lack of connection, it's so nice to be able to kind of reinvent and rebrand and figure out a way to connect with people. So that it's not only about celebrating; it's also just being, um, you know, uh, communicating with people and um, being in a situation where if somebody has a wedding, if somebody has a birthday, if somebody has even a fundraiser, which we're doing actually next week, um, it's. I think it's just really important to keep that momentum of that life is going to go on, life is going on. Maybe it's in a different format right now, but I think it's just important to keep that continuity.
1: I love that there's many things you said that I want to dive more into. The first one though, because I know we have a lot of people that are listening in different states and even worldwide. And the stipulations for holding events or gatherings kind of varies by state by state what the requirements might be. So some are still unable to hold in-person events. Some are able to hold larger events in person. But what you said that I really love is that we still need to continue the celebration during this time. What have you seen that works well for people that are having to say they had a big wedding plan, but now they've got to kind of scale it down? You know, how do we, how do you help people change their expectations on we had the stream of a big the big wedding or the big graduation party, and now it's had to adapt a little bit. There's that grief that comes with kind of the original expectation versus where we are now. What have you seen with some of your clients and some of the moms, and what are you recommending to navigate this kind of change?
0: Well, I mean, you know, being an event designer, we get to really know our clients, and that means we get to know their families. And so I think that um, to say that we're all in this together is an understatement, because uh, many times when we're planning weddings or we do destination events or graduations or birthdays, whatever it is, um, it's, a, it's the business of being happy because you're celebrating great occasions. And then all of a sudden, everybody at once, there's nobody who has not been affected by COVID. And so because of that, I think it's a learning process. So for instance, when we were first talking to, um, To our brides and um, the mother of the bride or the family uh, who was holding a wedding in March, it was really almost shocking. You know, it was shocking. Everybody was trying to figure out what the new normal would be, if we were going to be, you know, in our homes. A year, you know, so I think we all kind of learned what to do little by little, and of course, there is that grief and it's that shock, and then you realize that we are all in this together, meaning that we're all experiencing this. So, we all have to think what we have to be innovative, we have to say, How are we going to take this situation and make it into something even better? Because uh, again, we're all living in the present, we're all living in the moment. So, in March of course, people had to postpone. I mean, they either canceled or postponed. But if you're having a wedding, generally, you don't cancel. We didn't have that. We had postponements. And it was still 2021 for the bigger occasions. But for instance, we're working on um, a wedding right now. It was going to be 280 guests, but now it's 30 guests. So really, we're always going by the CDC guidelines. And, and I'm always honest about this. I really believe that it's so... Wonderful that they can now have two celebrations, and one of them is going to be immediate family and friends. It's going to be very intimate. It's going to be such an interesting, exciting time that they could share with each other, and maybe not be as nervous as when you have almost 300 people. We see brides all the time, grooms too, and they get very nervous. Um, And I think that, although of course, when you're getting married, you it's natural to be nervous. I think that this time is going to allow them to have two different uh, versions of their wedding. And I think that they have to celebrate both, you know? And I think what we're finding now is that um, we're all becoming more and more grateful for um, for our time with our family. And, uh, and I think that this is just part of it. So I could say that, you know, whether it comes to birthday parties for kids or whether it becomes, or, or whether it's something for a milestone uh, party for a 40-year-old, it's still the same celebration. It's just in a smaller... Uh, a smaller way right now. And also people have to be um, aware that they have to wear masks, but I think people are getting used to that and they don't want to stop living. So it's not going to, I don't see people now, like maybe the first three months, but now I see people saying, how are we going to live with this? And that means, how are we going to celebrate with
1: this? I think that's great perspective to, you know, people may have had the one vision of the 280 person, but now they're down to 30. It changes the whole experience and and they do get to have two celebrations. That's great. One of the feedback that we've heard both from individuals and from some, from some of our um, friends of mother, honestly, who are the small businesses, what steps can both the business as well as the individual take to protect their interests? Because we are seeing a lot of changes in contract terms, you know, it's, sometimes up to the will of what the state's doing at the time. And we had one example uh, of a close friend who, unfortunately, you know, they're trying to, they're now getting into that kind of not nice gray area of mid of kind of litigating through some of these contracts, but especially for small business owners, how do you protect yourself or what are you guys doing in the event space to kind of adjust to these new rules around how we host events?
0: Um, Well, first of all, I think it's, it's um, you know, hopefully you have, you, hopefully you develop a good relationship with your client. And to me, a good relationship is that trust. That is key. And so we feel very protective over the clients because we want to make sure that, uh, God forbid, if somebody gets sick or, you know, if the state guidelines change, that the venue or wherever it is, even if it's in their backyard, if the tent company, whatever it is, can switch with it and be uh, flexible that way, but we also have to protect our own interests. So we, we develop obviously, you know, a trust with our clients and then we work in their best interest. We're working on a wedding right now and um, people are nervous because they want to book for next June. And they said, well, what if in next, what if next June, you know, it, it's still this raging virus because nobody knows, you know, we cannot predict what's going to happen so we said we talked you know with this is going to be a specific venue we talked with the venue and everybody seems to be on board everyone we've spoken with so far and they've said listen you know what you have to make somewhat of an investment very small investment because it's the time it's the expertise of us of the venue um you are going to work on this now let's just say that june comes god forbid i I don't think this is going to happen but you never know and they say, you know what, now instead of 200 guests, you can only have 30 guests. Well, then we're all going to have to just have 30 guests. And we're just going to have to um, act accordingly and charge accordingly. Um, so I think flexibility is key to decisions that clients are making, decisions that we are making. This is an unprecedented time. And um, I think it's important for you know, all of us to come out winners in it.
1: I love that you hit on that point. I think it's key, not only in the event space, but for all businesses, for all individuals. And I think that's where we're seeing a lot of moms struggle right now is flexibility is key. And it's very hard, especially for the type A individuals to say, I've I've got to have this plan. My wedding has to be in June. This event has to be this, that, or the other, that that's where we're really seeing a lot of the emotions come out and the struggles. And so even in your business and within your family dynamics, I'm sure you're having to work on, you know, having flexibility and what the schooling situation might be for your daughter and the ways in which you're meeting with clients. How have you personally kind of taken on that that mantra that flexibility is key, uh, both in your business and in your personal life?
0: Uh, well, again, when this first started in March, nobody knew what was going on, and you know, all the schools, you know, went to online learning, and we just go day by day with that. But my feeling is um i tend just my personality i tend to look at the positive and if there is something positive here uh and there's always something positive but my feeling is that um that it gave my family more time together you know this business i mean i can only speak to this business because this, this business is a 24/7 business and many businesses are and so because of that i don't think i realized um how little time i was spending at home or how little time um you know even though I connected, I, I my mind was on other things now, I've been able to kind of take a breath. And I mean, I, I will say, we had to somewhat reinvent ourselves, and we did. Really, uh, we started in April, and then by May, we had reinvented ourselves. I'm um, just segueing off for a minute to say, uh, to something called a pop-up party, which is a smaller version of it. So we're super busy, but even being busy, I, I find that I take more time now to kind of take a breath. I take more time to be a little bit more grateful. And, um, I've always been grateful for, you know, my family, my friends and my, my career, but, um, but I think that really juggling has become easier. And I think that my perspective has changed a bit and maybe what I put, uh, in the forefront, um, is a little bit different. I don't have to rush to everything now. I feel a little bit calmer. So I would say to other people, you almost have to find that silver lining. And I think that it depends on what business you're in. It depends on how old your kids are, on what the schooling uh, is, because I know that kids who are much younger, like you know, five years old, seven years old, obviously, especially if you have multiple kids, that's that's not always easy because they can't help it. They're running around the house and you have to, you know, your job, but there's always a way to really sit down and think about it and think about the best way um, to engage with your family so that they get the most out of uh, the education and schooling and you're also able to continue your career.
1: That's great, and the theme I kept hearing out of that is both in your business and your professional life, you've had to kind of take on these pivots and change, and so tell me more about you know how you guys came up with the pop-up parties and the podcast that's starting in September. You know, you have said from April to May you've had to completely you know uh, revamp the entire thing that you're doing. What, how are you guys pivoting, and what have you found that's working really well for you? Uh,
0: well, I mean, March was a complete <laughs> disaster because nobody knew what was going on. So really, um, I mean, I will say, even though I'm at the head of it, there is a team and we've been together for many years. And so it's not just me, you know, it's like a creative think tank. And we were like, okay, let's see, what are we going to do? Um, not only to survive, but to thrive and to help others too, because I think that there's such a fear and the fear never leads to anything good. And so I think, uh, by example, to lead by example and to say, okay, you know, this is how we're pivoting. Maybe it'll give other people inspiration in their businesses or in their livelihoods or in, you know, um, in motherhood or, you know, whatever it is that they're going through, there's always a silver lining, I always say that. So what we really did is March, nothing. March, unfortunately, we all sat in our houses and we talked all the time about what we should do. April, um, we actually got booked for two Instagram concerts and that was interesting. And it was actually for the, um, the families and the children of, um, of the uh, hospital heroes. So we were really excited to be a part of that. And, but it realized that, you know what, through innovation and technology, there are ways to you know, move forward. So then by May, um, when the guidelines at the end of May started to lift a little bit more, and especially uh, in June, we said, okay, you know what, the weather's gonna be nice we're gonna reinvent into pop-up parties. And uh, we thought, let's give it a try. And it was really what we do, but in smaller versions. So you couldn't have a lot of people, everyone had to have masks. And you know what? As long as you can t- continue living and celebrating, and being and having that connection, that's why people celebrate, right? To connect with their family and their friends. And um, we said, let's give it a try. And I mean, we were just overwhelmed with the response. We, it really was fabulous. So, um, you know, we we did get booked for these thematic, fun, smaller versions. And then as they started to um, people people started to really appreciate you know, uh, what they can still continue to do, you know, we just keep continue to doing that. Now, when it comes to the podcast, that's something else that we figured out, we were never that technologically savvy, but then we figured out that there are ways for us to kind of get around what we do, which is really the world of uh, creating memories and celebrations. And uh, we said, what's the next thing we could do? And we thought, okay, well, we could do the pop casts because we're in touch with so many people in the entertainment world. And um, there are many people, as everyone knows, who are not working on Broadway right now. And uh, they're not working, um, you know, for, for there, there's so many talented people out there. they are actors, actresses, singers, people who we've booked in the past um, who literally are not, they, they're not able to uh, be doing what they do best, which is, um, Entertaining, So we wanted to interview them and we wanted to get their perspective, just like you're getting my perspective on um, what it is not only are they doing to survive and thrive, um, because you know they're at the top of the game so they're generally surviving, but how do you move forward and not lose six months, a year, two years of your life not doing what you love to do? So our our podcast is going to be interviews, a lot of interviews, um, based on, you know, what we feel that we can do to help others uh, to gain that perspective. And maybe they'll be interested in the people that we're interviewing. Uh, And then in the meantime, really, what we're working on is just continuing to do, um, you know, as we say, the good work (laughs) What, what we like to do and how we think that it will inspire people. And, um, I think a lot of people realize, but I mean, it's a whole new world out there and it doesn't have to be a negative world. You can be resourceful, you can be innovative, and you could just figure out a way to kind of work within the means of what your needs are. Um, we had never done before this, we had never done virtual events and now we do virtual events. Uh, we also do in-person events. Um, so it, it really, it varies based on what the needs of people are, but we're very grateful that people are seeking us out and understanding that we know what we're doing and we'll leave it in a safe way.
1: Great perspective. I love, you know, sometimes it really is just hearing other people's stories that sometimes can give. It normalizes, you know, even though they may be celebrities or what's going on it kind of brings it down to, we're all going through this kind of collective experience together It may look a little different depending on where you are and where you're at, but we're all kind of going through these same different things. And I like your approach that if we just kind of look at the positive or the silver lining to it, there's a lot that can be gained. So I have to ask you because I am not at all creative as uh, I wish I was, um, you know, what do you love the most about when you're putting some of these events together? What are some quick tips for some of our moms that you know, we are going into a school year, we're trying to kind of change up the game on, you know, from if I'm based out of Detroit, Michigan, Uh, We have mothers all over the country, you know, what are some things that we can do on a small scale that, because we're changing up the the birthday party, the holidays, all of that, you know, what are some things that, even though it's changed a little bit, that we can give our moms and say, hey, you know what, you can still have this great, you know, aesthetic vibe to any event that you're doing?
0: Um, Well, it really depends on the child, but I also think it's really important to have a continuation of somewhat of normalcy in people's lives, and especially children's lives. It's so important. You wanna give them that stability. So I think that, uh, I mean, I can give you a couple of examples, and it really depends on the child. It depends on the family. It depends on you know if it's nice weather and you could have a picnic outside, or if you have to stay inside. There's nothing wrong with any of that. You can do a DIY. You could be resourceful. There's so many things that you could do. We also started doing something, um, which is really a pop, pop-up pop party in a box. It's hard to say over and over again, but a pop-up party in a box. And we personalize it. Um, and uh, we really, we did a really adorable one where uh, this little girl loved Harry Potter. And so she was going to go, before COVID, uh, for her birthday, her eighth birthday, she was going to go uh, to the Harry Potter on Broadway. And of course, Broadway was shut down. And so what do you do? Does an eight-year-old not get a birthday party? No. So you have to almost make it even better. So we did a virtual experience where um, we invited her friends and they were all on the screen. Uh, and before that, uh, these boxes, personalized boxes, had been sent to them so that they could dress up as Harry Potter characters from Hogwarts. And so they're all in front of the screen, they're seven and eight years old, and all of a sudden, Harry Potter appears on the screen, and he wants to wish her—I won't say her name uh, just in case—all of it's a first name—but but, but uh, wants to wish her a happy birthday. And of course, she was so excited. And he talked to her, and he did some magic for her, and he talked about being at Hogwarts. And then there was a wizard, and and then afterwards, um, we recorded the whole thing, and then they got a recording of it, and we made it a really exceptional experience for this little girl. And even though. You know, kids are so technologically savvy these days. I mean, I would say, like, you know, ask an eight-year-old anything. they <laughs> far more, you know, well-versed than than me. But, um, but I will say that, um, you know, it makes it different. You could say to yourself, um, you could say to yourself, either you're going to go a year without celebrating something, or celebrating the way that you see fit for this time. It'll be even more memorable. You know, um, I mean, my daughter is a teenager, so we had. Um, A quarantine birthday party for her you know and we did everything fun and teen oriented and so I think it just really depends on your family and there's so many things you could do at home and again we have the pop-up parties that we send people to but for the most part um I just think it's important to uh to keep that normalcy for your kids for yourself for your family your friends and then you know in in your everyday life you just you have to go every day is a different day although it's hard to remember what day it is <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm like oh it's Thursday and it's really Saturday but um but I, I I just think that it's important to be creative and if not then you call us
1: we are I love that and it's, it's such a touching story and I think you know sometimes the birthdays' it's going to be one of the most memorable ones that girl had like it's such a great experience that even out of these kind of difficult times you're gonna have these great family moments and you touched on it earlier that we're getting the chance to slow down whether or not we wanted to we've been forced to slow down and we get to spend more time with our families so brett you guys are doing so many amazing things how can people follow you how can they get in touch how can get i'm like i circled star love this pop-up party in a box you know how can, yeah, how can continue to follow what you're doing
0: well, um, well. first of all, you could definitely see us on social media. I found that that's a really good way to connect with people, too, because especially everybody's on their computers. And so if you follow us on oh, yeah. Instagram, uh, we have Hollywood Pop Kids. We have Hollywood Pop Gallery. And we just started um, Hollywood Pop Weddings. You could also find us on our website, HollywoodPop.com. And uh, we're also on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're, we're on everything, really. Um, so, you know, you should follow us. Um, and then you can always call us because our offices are open. We have an office in New York City and one in Greenwich, Connecticut, and uh, we go all over. And, you know, people also are planning for future events too. It's not like everybody has lost, you know, uh, their will to celebrate. I think that they're just going by, uh, they want to deal with a company that goes by the CDC guidelines and that just make sure it's a safe experience. We're actually, for a fundraiser, we're doing a drive-in movie next week. And um, I think that's going to be great too. There's so many great things. You just have to be more innovative and um, think outside the box, as they say.
1: I love it. It's so awesome. I love what you guys are doing. We'll make sure on um, everything that we include all the ways for our listeners to reach out to you, to find ways to connect, to, you know, keep up with what you guys are doing, reach out to you guys for help and support and putting these boxes together. It's an amazing thing. And, Last question I want to ask you before we end is, you know, you are lucky that you've been able to be kind of three generations of very very strong women um, in your family, from your mom to you to your daughter, you know, and being in business together. What's that experience been like? And you know, what's your favorite kind of takeaway that you've been in business with your family?
0: Well, I mean, I love it. Although there are many many times that it's not that easy. Um, I, I will say that it's funny because when I was growing up. I always thought, because my mom is an artist, and I always thought, oh, she's so kooky, she's so kooky, um, and she wasn't kooky, but I thought that. That was my vision of it, and it's funny, because that's really what got her into this business, and then um, I was able to kind of develop it based on my, uh, my thoughts on, and, and, uh, and my creativity and what I thought would really go over, because, you know, also trends change, uh, times change, Um, the whole world is always ever evolving, you know, what do they say? They say, um, uh, the only constant is change. So that's true. And you have to really embrace it. And so I think that, um, when, when my daughter was really little, I would say to her, okay, that's your future just to make her angry. And she would say, I'm never going to do that. No, it's so stressful. And then, you know, now she's, um, she's a teen and she's like, this might be fun. So I I would say for people who really want to, um, embrace that whole family experience, I think that it's been really good for us. Um, I will say also that, as I said earlier, we have a team of people. We have a creative director. We have uh, a social media person. I mean, these are people that we've worked with forever. Right? And I have to say, you have to create a good team. It doesn't have to just be family. But if you have good team, team players that you really think are innovative, that, um, that you can trust, and that you, you think will you know, push the name, then it really is, we call ourselves Team Pop and, uh, and we, we just always um, are there for each other and coming up with new ideas, and the pop-up party was really an, an accumulation of us all talking, um, and so I, I would just say, you know, it's really important to have that team behind you, so I don't know if that answered your question, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's great to be a family. Yeah. Sometimes your family is made up of your team, too.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a great perspective of looking at it. You know, I think there's um a lot that you hit on there that you know your team can be family but your team can be others it can be a combination of that but you know at the end of the day wherever you are you need a you need a strong team behind you and I think that um that resonates very strongly I think with our mother honestly listeners is you know we focus on these kind of communities of just having you know they're not always great conversations but they're honest conversations and that's what we like to kind of to hit on Brett, thank you so, so much for being a guest on our podcast. It was lovely to have you. I'm so excited to see what you guys are going to do in the coming months. And I can't wait to check out more of what you're doing. Stay safe, stay well, and please, you know, we'll keep create, coming up with these great ideas that you guys have to change how we're doing events going forward.
0: Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And also just in and ending, I would just say that um, if somebody's in a different industry, it's always good to make connections, especially now. So anybody that you can help will end up being a good partner for you in the future. So I also recommend that. I think partnering, connecting with people in and out of your industry is always a good thing. And it's been such a pleasure. And uh, I can't wait to continue your podcast.
1: Thanks again, Brett, And that's a great tip. You know, cross-industries, cross networks. You don't know who you're meeting when you're meeting them and what they can do for you later. That's that's a great point. Thanks, Brett. Stay well. You too.
0: Take care. Bye. Bye
1: Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more relevant content for the ambitious mom, head on over to motherhonestly.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mother Honestly. Love our podcast? We want to hear from you. Please rate and review our podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We love growing at Mother Honestly and your reviews help us grow. Stay safe, stay well, and always stay ambitious.